Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm so excited for today's episode because it is a recap of my Berlin Marathon experience 2022, which was two days ago, and then we've got the London Marathon in just five days. So a lot of stuff to cover, lots of questions to answer. So just sit back and relax and we'll just jump right into the episode. Alright, hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's official. I have completed the Berlin Marathon 2022. Tick that one off of my World Abbott Marathon Majors list and very exciting because it was a very cool experience, very awesome, and I almost feel like I have to do a whole another episode just dedicated to it, but this episode kind of feels like an in-between episode that I'm recording really quickly, answering some questions, and kind of sharing how it went for me personally, and sort of how I'm now preparing for London Marathon, which is five days away, but when this episode is released, it will be released on the Friday, so then it will be two days away. But Jack will be joining me for the second half of the episode, so stay tuned for that. We'll answer some questions, but before we get into any of that, we'll start with some highs and lows. All right, so I'm going to start with my low for the week because you might be able to hear it in my voice, though I do, I am feeling better, but essentially I do feel like I've caught a bit of a bug from Germany. Jack felt the same and I've heard some stories of other people that have commented on some of my videos talking about it and yeah, I'm just not feeling 100%, which is not usually the case for me post-marathon. Usually it's just a case of muscle soreness, which even now for me is mostly focused in like my quads and knees and today was my first day of feeling like I was you know wanting to move my body and stretch a bit so I did some yoga this morning but yeah I'm definitely not feeling 100% Jack got a bit ill while we were in Berlin but it was a lot of more so sneezing more than anything and we've both tested for COVID today and we're both negative which is great but he's feeling totally fine now he's all better but it's me now that is kind of feeling a lot of it and I think that it kind of has a lot to do with just feeling that post-travel post-marathon just like like yuckiness of like my body's just gone through a lot and it was a very busy four days but very exciting but yeah I would say that that's definitely my low for the week because I I've not really gotten ill in a very long time especially with the pandemic the last time that I was truly sick was actually last September about similar to this time it was right before the London Marathon I had COVID and quite literally could not train for a week so yeah I don't know what it is about September maybe that's something that just happens to me every September, but I am drinking all of the tea and having all the citrus and vitamin C tablets and immunity shots. So I'm doing everything that I can to rest and recover. I'm not running at the moment. I will join Jack for maybe one or two of his final runs and I will do a shakeout run with him on Saturday. So we'll be looking forward to that, but yeah, I'd say that that's definitely my low for the week. All right, so my high for the week has definitely been just the entire Berlin experience. And I think very specifically in just the fact that it was Jack and I's first trip abroad together. So that was really great. And it went all smoothly and all all great. And while we were in Berlin as well, it was our one year anniversary of us officially dating for a year. So that was really cute. And I think I really enjoyed sort of the race atmosphere and I think that I've really kind of found something new in me as a runner in terms of just really 
wanting to truly pursue running as a passion more. I guess just being amongst that for a weekend, like my hotel was quite literally just all runners all around. And I think it was just really cool to be in that atmosphere and feel like you were kind of in amongst, you know, people like you that have trained so hard for this one race. And I don't know, I think that there's just a part of me that suddenly has kind of woken up to wanting to kind of push harder. I also saw the American marathon record holder, Kira Diamato speak before the marathon. She's super inspiring. I think she's like 37 and she has two kids and she hasn't raced in a few years and she still came out and raced amazing she got like two hours and 19 or something and on top of that we had you know the world record holder break his own world record so it's just amazing but I think it was quite cool to see someone like Kira specifically just kind of women to women I think it's cool to see that someone in her late 30s is still able to pursue her passion of running and the way that she spoke about running and the way that she you know said that she wasn't really going for time she was out just out here to have fun she just seemed so personable and seemed so sweet and I think that someone like her is kind of just who I aspire to be in terms of just like continuing that passion for running throughout my life and I think that you know I think for a while I was initially kind of thinking that I needed to rush running or I needed to complete the World Abbott Majors in a short amount of time, but I don't know. I think something in me changed this weekend in terms of running and in a very positive way, and I'm really excited to kind of see where, you know, the next year and following years takes me, and I'll, I'll kind of go into that in this episode as well, but yeah, just an overall good experience in terms of just having that little personal growth moment in Berlin. And without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode. All right, so before we jump into the questions, I just wanted to kind of start with a bit of a recap in terms of my personal experience at Berlin Marathon 2022. Before we get into the questions and when Jack comes in for some of these questions as well, I wanted to just talk about this because I... You know, I come on here and I kind of share my running journey with you guys and I want to be super honest about it. And for the most part, I really did enjoy Berlin and I, you know, love the marathon. It was a great course, flat course, definitely congested at some points. And there's one video that Jack got of me where I almost have to like squeeze to the side of these runners to try and high five him and say hi. For me personally, in comparison to other marathons that I've run at this point, like London and Paris, I personally just kind of first thing off the bat just thought that it was a poorly organized event as a whole. And I'm not trying to, you know, come on here and be super negative about this. I just want to be honest as like someone who's kind of observed different expos and different, you know, countries at this point. I think first thing was just with the expo for starters, I feel like every other expo that I've been to, the first thing that you do is you go and you get your bib. It's all organized alphabetically. In Berlin, they had you go through all of the stalls, which felt just like endless and ongoing, which is great, I think, once you pick up your bib. But I think it was just kind of annoying that you had to walk through all these stalls that, of course, you want to just stop at and look at stuff, but like you hadn't even picked up your bib yet. And that wasn't until the very end. And even then, it was like this massive crowd of people trying to get into one queue to line up for just to get into the space in the area where you do go and get your bib. So I think that just for me was a bit 
I don't know, it was a bit tough. And I did notice quite a lot of people buy a lot of the merchandise, whether it was pre-ordered or, you know, bought from the expo, the official Adidas Berlin Marathon gear, which all looked very cool. And I definitely had a bit of um, FOMO. So I definitely came back to London and ordered myself a t-shirt. But for me, I didn't go and buy any of that at the expo because I thought that we would be getting a finisher's t-shirt after the race, which spoiler, we did not, which was to me kind of shocking because like, I don't know, you think of Berlin as like, it's one of the six world Abbott majors. People travel from all over the world to come to run this race. And, you know, London does such a great job of, you know, giving you really cool medals, finishers, t-shirts, you know, and like giving you free metal engravings and everything in Berlin felt like they were trying to just charge you for every little thing. Even like the, you know, I, I can't explain it, but it's like those, you know, post marathon poncho looking things that people are wearing to cover themselves after running the race that even costed money and that was something that you had to pre-order and I had no idea and I was honestly just looking for something to like put over myself and there was nothing basically if you hadn't pre-ordered it the engraving you had to pre-order and a lot about just that post post marathon finish was very confusing to me in terms of like not knowing where to go. There wasn't really like a dedicated space to meet friends and family. It took Jack and I ages to find each other. And there were like so many different directions that they could point you in, but there wasn't like one sort of direction that say like the London Marathon just keeps you going down the mall and like keeps you just walking one way. And Berlin, it kind of felt like you could go left, you could go right, you could go straight. And so I, I was so confused. I was so tired. I just wanted to sit down, but I couldn't because I had to keep my body moving. So these were just kind of some of the things that I was just kind of annoyed at. There were other things like during the race, at their water stations, you know, and this is kind of in addition to like the congestion, like the road itself was very flat, but there were just points where either it would be a very wide space so you could spread out amongst the runners or it'd be quite narrow and you'd experience a lot of congestion. So it'd be really hard to kind of navigate and like try and like move your way through people to try and get out of like these crowds. And every single water station that they had, people there wasn't really like any sort of, I think with the water stations, it was a bit annoying just because, you know, I had my water hydration backpack, so I never stopped at any of these stations. But what was annoying was that people like runners would go off, grab their water and then immediately just throw it on the ground. And they were, they were given in these plastic cups as well. So A, water is splashing everywhere. B, your plastic cup is now on the ground and it was being kicked around. It was very slippery and I was honestly quite worried. And like, it felt like during those sort of water station points, you had to keep your eye on the ground to make sure that you weren't gonna trip or slip on any of these cups. As well as the food stations and like the fuel stations, lots of people, again, would take these gels, eat them, or like eat half of them and then like throw them straight on the ground. So then you, you know, the ground was quite sticky. And I know that that's the thing for a lot of races, but it was just something that I really noticed about Berlin because there were, I think over 45,000 runners. So it's just gonna be a lot more people doing that during the race and just a lot more cups on the ground, you know, packets on the ground. And so that was just something that was really annoying to me and just something that seemed a bit, you know, inconsiderate of other runners to kind of just like throw it in the, into the middle of the race path rather than off to the side. In terms of my personal experience, I definitely am, as you guys know, I'm very hard on myself. And 
I'm happy with my time. I wasn't initially happy with my time and I really struggled. I think I was feeling a lot of different emotions after I finished. And so the first emotion that I felt was crying and it was more frustration that I couldn't find Jack and that I just wanted to sit down and go home and shower. And it was just so frustrating to navigate all of that post-race stuff, as I mentioned. But when I crossed the finish line, I went straight to check my time, which was 4.10.57, which is, you know, my new PR, my new personal best, which is great. But I think I had really gotten my head and I think that I really like kind of G'd myself up and like, you know, thought that I would get better than that. And I was, I think I was hoping for something sub 410. So something like between four hours and four hours 10. So I'm definitely happy with like the pace that I was keeping. I was very consistent and I'm very proud of that. And there were definitely points where I felt like, you know, it was very hard and I felt like I was hitting a wall from like miles 16 to 26, really. But I think, you know, with that, I've spoken about it before a bit. I'm, Definitely looking into getting a coach for next year for Manchester Marathon and really wanting to take my running to the next level because I think I've proven to myself now with Paris, London, and Berlin that I can keep a pretty consistent marathon time. London last year was 4 hours, 12 minutes, 26 seconds. Paris last year was 4 hours, 13 minutes, and 40 seconds. And then obviously this past weekend, Berlin was four hours, 10 minutes and 57 seconds. I will say though, with all three of these marathons, not counting my trail marathon, because I don't really think about that too much. Between London, Paris and Berlin, I have run all of those for all 26.2 miles, which is something that I'm very proud of. Something that I wasn't really highlighting this past weekend, but it's something that I'm I'm genuinely proud of. It's just my ability to kind of keep myself going for the entirety of a marathon. And you know, having all three of those times be very consistent. I think that I've sort of proven to myself that I can run a marathon at that pace and I want to take it to the next level. I want to get closer to four. Sub four would be amazing because the goal for me really at the moment is to get a Boston qualifying time. And I know that that's going to take you know, a lot of training, maybe a lot of years. And I'm definitely willing to put in the work and I'm definitely happy to document and share on that experience because I think that a lot of runners think that, you know, the pace that you start at when you first start running is like the pace that you run like forever. When in reality, the more that you run consistently and the amount of training that you put in, you can really make a difference in your time if that's something that's a goal for you. And so, that's something that I am really excited to work on, that I'm really excited to work on with a coach and have that one-on-one sort of training because, you know, up until now, it's really just been me almost like, you know, freestyling marathon running and just finding plans online that I, you know, kind of take a look at and think, yeah, that looks pretty good. And then that's like my plan for the next 16, 23 weeks. So yeah, all that being said, I'm definitely proud of myself and happy, you know, with the consistency. And I think that the consistency was definitely the theme for me of this marathon. And I'm definitely eager to get an even better time in Manchester. But yeah, I think just kind of thinking about Berlin in a nutshell, I had a good time. I'm glad and happy to have ticked it off the list. Would I do it again? I don't know. <laughs> if I'm being honest, a lot of just the experience itself was just a bit hectic and the Berlin airport as well flying out yesterday was a nightmare. They, were, they only had one gate for security for like everyone. So it was like this massive line that wrapped around the airport. It took over an hour to get through, but 
yeah, I don't know. I think that there were a lot of just little things and obviously getting ill after is never fun, but that's kind of just my initial sort of distinct points that I wanted to make about my experience because I never wanna come on here and say, you know, it was great and it was fun and it was amazing. I wanna be honest and tell you like, if it's actually a race that I would recommend you go and sign up for or try and, you know, get in the lottery for or raise money for, you know, as a charity place. I think, you know, if you're wanting to do all the Abbott World Majors, you know, like myself and have that as a goal in your life, definitely do Berlin. I think it's definitely a great experience. But I think for me, there are just bits of it that really makes me appreciate marathons like London. And, you know, that's kind of why I'm really excited now to kind of look forward to London, get myself better for London, because everything about the experience last year for me was beautiful. And the course was beautiful, the environment, the race atmosphere, everything was great. And like all of the goodies that you got after, I just saw a picture of the medal for this year and it looks so cool. And I'm just so excited to be alongside Jack for that first experience. So yeah, without further ado, let's jump into some of these questions. All right, now we've got Jack here for the podcast episode. Jack, wanna say hello? I can say hello, hello. So we're here now to answer some questions, but I'll go through some of the questions from the questions surrounding my experience at Berlin, but won't go into too much detail as I had initially with my recap. So the first question from Annalise, just asking how you were feeling for London post-Berlin. At the moment, as I mentioned, I'm feeling very not great and not 100%, so just feeling a bit ill at the moment, but doing everything that I can to get better, stretching when I when and where I can and having lots of vitamin C through tablets, immunity shots, and citruses. So just trying to give myself the best shot of recovering fully before London on Sunday. I'm feeling great post I know. Berlin. And so... I, I, I mentioned how you were sick before, mm. And now you're fine, but now I'm ill. Yeah, I feel like we've we've just sort of swapped. But uh, there were runners that were saying that they were all, everyone caught some kind of a weird bug around like chesty coughs and or like sniffly noses. It's like Freaky Friday, we've just swapped bodies. Yeah, I guess. Look at me, I'm the Crypt Keeper. Okay, next question. <laughs> the next question is from someone named Emma saying, well done, how did you find your Garmin? So this was my first marathon with my Garmin and I actually really enjoyed it. I still haven't figured out how to change the notifications during running from kilometers to miles, but it does show up on my display with miles. But yeah, it was nice with the Garmin to just be able to see how I was doing pace wise though it was alerting me every kilometer. So it was kind of aligning with the different kilometer signs that I was seeing, but otherwise I really enjoyed it. And I think that the time and pacing was actually pretty spot on to the app tracking. So I really liked it and really happy with it. The next question is, asking, are, will I be running the London Marathon in Jack's pace since I've just done a marathon? Yes, the entire London Marathon is about Jack. While it will be able to run it again for a second year and be able to tick marathon number five off, the entire experience is about Jack's first marathon experience. But yes, we'll be running at Jack's pace for the entire marathon. And as I've been telling him, I want him to just take it easy especially in the beginning, everyone always says to start slow and not try and catch up or, you know, run faster with everyone else. So we'll be taking it mile by mile, but I know that he'll do great and I'll be there with him every step of the way. People can go ahead of me. People can speed up. People can slow down. I'm going to keep it steady. 
I'm gonna keep it consistent and I am going to be pumped and ready for for my for my experience. All right, and then the next question is from Connie asking for a final recap of your process from start to now. Of my process? I don't know if that's meant to be process or progress, but... Uh, okay, so Connie, in, in answer to your question, I started this at three miles as like my sort of base level. Keep pushing three miles and eventually it will start changing and, you know, as in three miles is my base, the weekends will be a longer run. Keep going with three miles during the week, the weekend will be a longer run. Slowly but surely that started increasing and slowly but surely my uh, endurance started increasing with it. And there is absolutely no way that I would be at the position that I am now where I could comfortably say I can go out and run six, seven, eight miles without you know, too much hydration, maybe a, a drink in a water bottle would be nice, but I can go out and I can do that pretty comfortably. There's no way I'd be in this position, you know, four months, five months ago. It just simply wouldn't happen. So that's how the progress has been or how the process has been so far. I, actually, no, I'd say that's more process really, isn't it? Because I've been, that's the process mm. we've gone down to in, enhance my endurance. The progress is going obviously very well because, as I said, we've been doing these kind of five or six miles pretty kind of casually now. But there's been a few you know hiccups along the way. There's been an injury in the middle where I had to stop for a week, um, but it was only a week, and it's it's definitely this whole experience has been incredibly humbling because I've realised just how th this whole experience has been very humbling because it's made me realise that. I had it in me to do all of this. I was capable of just running more and getting fitter. And I'd never done that because there was a period of time where I was, I had a personal trainer, really, really good personal trainer as well. Um, if you're looking for somebody to do that, then hit me up. I can, I can point you in the right direction. He's a lovely guy. Um, but he, you know, helped me lose quite a lot of weight and but we never really focused on the cardio side of things. We never really focused on the running side of things. That was part of it, is in like a, you know, I'll go out for like a 20 minute run. But now I'm going out and doing, you know, two hours, three hours, and I'm aiming hopefully for the marathon for five hours. So the process and the progress have been incredible from start to finish. And I have to thank Liz a lot for just everything that she's done whilst being my coach, because you know, there's been times where I've I thought about, is this really something I want to keep doing? And every time I thought about it, I've just thought again to myself, Liz has put the effort in to make this coaching plan. She's putting the effort in to make me marathon ready. And I owe it not only to myself, but I do owe it to her to, to go through this and complete this to see how it feels from see how a marathon feels you know she's done so many and i've not i've never done one and it'd just be great to do one and to finish it so i'm looking forward to sunday oh don't army <laughs> i'm not cute i'm not fuzzy you are thank you all right the next question is what does this week look like for recover and prep for next week so as i said it's a lot of rest i think initially i thought that i would be 
a bit better in terms of health-wise, so I wasn't really expecting to get ill. But I won't lie, today's been really good in terms of just resting. I took a very long nap today, which was very helpful. I think that when I'm ill and when people, a lot of people are ill, you just wanna rest and your body just craves rest. So that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm prioritizing. If I feel up for a run, I might try and do a shakeout run here and there. I'll definitely do one with Jack on Friday or Saturday before the marathon, but it's really kind of a focus on just that recovery in terms of my health and just getting my immunity back to 100%, as well as just resting, sleeping, not running, you know, until I feel 100% and ready to, as well as nutrition and keeping up that fuel and keeping up with just preparing myself to run another marathon essentially. And then the last question is just around nerves and someone who's running the London Marathon, just any tips for nerves? And I can honestly say that from, you know, just having run a marathon this past weekend, the nerves are normal and they're very, you know, natural to happen. If anything, they'll get worse once you get to the start line. And it's just, it's really fun to be in that environment and that atmosphere. But I think at the end of the day, you have to try and not let it get too much in your head, I guess, and just try not to let it override all of that training that you've put in and just to really enjoy it and have fun because the London Marathon is such a great experience and an experience that so many people, you know, will put in a ballot for for years to try and get into. So, you know, A, count yourself lucky that you're even doing it, but B, just really take it in because for me, it's been one of my favorite marathons that I've ever run, and I'm very much looking forward to running it again. And so Jack and I will see all of you at the start line as well as the finish line of the London Marathon this Sunday, October 2nd, and look forward to maybe an episode after recapping his experience. Um, but until then, there will be lots of videos to come real time of Jack's experience of me getting him in action. And I'm sure that he's going to do great. Get pumped and ready, podcast listeners. It's coming. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, you can check out the links in the show notes of the episode to connect with Jack and I on social media and look forward to a lot of London Marathon content to come. But until then, we will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.